Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have Kyla Morgan, who is a creative director, and she's best known for the brand Humbleberry. Welcome, Kyla. Thank you for having me, Heather. No problem. And I, I have to tell you guys also that Kyla brought me a latte, and I'm very excited about that, so thank you so much. <laughs> um, okay, so let's jump right into it. Uh, where were you born? I was born in Vancouver, mm. so I'm a West Coast girl. Amazing. How long yes. have you been in Toronto for? More than a decade. It's okay. home now, for so, sure. Yeah. Nice. But you were just recently there, right? Yes. I go back like once a quarter, visit the fam. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what age did you move to uh, Toronto? Um, I was in my early 20s. It was shortly after I got married. My husband's a Scarborough native. so oh. And I just thought it was just the right time for a change. Nice. What was it like growing up in Vancouver? Well, I didn't spend my whole youth there, so I was there until my early teens, and I loved it. It was very idyllic growing up, like riding bikes in the neighborhood, playing kick the can kind of thing. Um, and then I was blessed with the opportunity to live in South and Central America for a bit in my early teens. Oh, beautiful. So that was really... What country? really amazing. I was in Chile and Nicaragua. Nice. Yes. Do you speak any Spanish? I do, yes. Fluently? I would like to say so, but I don't practice enough. So. Right. But if you were like placed in one of those countries for like a month, like you'd probably pick it right back up. Yeah. And it's nice traveling, especially like I went away with my friends and I, it was great because I could translate for them and oh, beautiful. get us around. Nice. Yeah. What brought your family there? Like I'm assuming you moved with your parents if you were in your early teens. No? No, actually. Um, I was a bit of a wild child and my parents decided that I needed to get out of my zone so they sent me to live um, with a family that they'd met through our neighbors who their daughter had gone and done an exchange program a couple of years ago nice. um, so they knew it was someone responsible that could look out for me and amazing and off I went on my own oh my god so what grades did you do there then I did grade 10 there so I was there like the summer before grade 10 I did grade 10 correspondence and then I was there like the summer after and then came back for grade 11. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's funny. My dad wanted me to do grade eight in Germany and same thing, uh, like a kind of an exchange thing. And although it excited me so much, I was just like, oh, but my friends. Yeah, I'm it's like, definitely <laughs> hard to leave when you're at that age where your friends are your whole world, you know? Yeah. But um, in hindsight now, it was an amazing experience. But at the nice. time I was like, why am I here? This sucks. Yeah. yeah. And did you go there like knowing any Spanish? Oh my gosh, I knew no Spanish. I didn't know anyone there. I was so I like everyone called me like gringa. Like I didn't like I, I oh had a God. terrible accent, right? Uh -huh. So it all make fun of me. But you make friends fast, and the yeah. culture is just so enriching. So I I actually quite loved it. Like Spanish is my favorite language. Nice. Yeah. What does that exactly mean again? Like gringa? It's uh, just like the foreign girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, that's what, and like um, gringo is like a common. It's always used for like men and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Like the, okay, interesting. Um. Okay, that's really cool. I mm -hmm. like that a lot. And like, yeah, now I feel like now you can be placed in sort of any environment and you're like, yeah, this is nothing. Like, yeah, it's, I love traveling. So having all those culture experiences is definitely like a big part of my life since then. That's so cool. Yeah. And what was it like going back to Vancouver after being there for a year? Um, it was tough. You know, I had missed kind of that 
more independence that I've experienced there and culturally as well like it's just it's so different um just the way of life there is just a little bit more laid back and everyone's you know really more open and so coming home to that was it was a big shock but I uh I adjusted well and then I got pregnant (laughs) (laughs) amazing and it's interesting that you say that too because I feel like within Canada Vancouver is that chill open like what you just described so for you to say that going home to there was not that it's like whoa like how chill were the South American countries that you're in you know what I mean that's what I'm thinking anyway yeah um Okay, so uh, how old were you when you got pregnant? So I was in grade 11. Okay. Um, I met a guy and we hit it off and we're together for, I think, about like three years. And uh, yeah, so in grade 11, I ended up transferring to this amazing program they have in Vancouver for specifically for teen parents at, at a high school. Um, nice. So they were really supportive and, and got me through. And then my daughter was born... January of my grade 12 year and I graduated that June nice yeah she was my grad date oh oh my god that is so cute yeah, and it's that. really cool because now we've come full circle because she graduated grade 12 in June and so I got to be at her graduation oh so my we've been god. at each, each other's. other's yeah oh my god that must be so amazing did she trip out when you were like I was your age when like yeah she obviously could not imagine having a baby at this age and I'm so glad she doesn't because she's (laughs) off at Carlton living in residence you know just and and so I'm living vicariously through her because I never got to experience that so I'm really glad that she gets to go and and have that time there yeah so that's actually really cool um we had sort of a program where I grew up uh like that as well uh for like teen moms and I actually knew one of my good friends was um who I had classes with was a teen mom and like it was kind of sad because she just sort of disappeared from where we were going to school because then she went to this other program it was just like literally across the street which was ironic but um but it sounded so interesting like so did you get to have your baby with you in class and like no but the great thing was is that there's a daycare rate on the on the like the property of the school. So I'd be in history class and they'd call me up and say, you know, Casey needs to be fed. Like, can you send Kyla over? So I would just run across the street and get to feed her and hang out with her and then run back to class. So the teachers were super accommodating and understanding about the, the program that they had in place. So it ended up being just an amazing experience that's absolutely great and, mm-hmm. I, and it's it's too it's unfortunate that I, I wish more places had something like that because like it's gonna happen I mean right and like some there's nothing wrong with it you know what I mean so it's like may as well accommodate as best as you can for things like that so yes it definitely yeah. makes life more challenging and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone <laughs> but if it does happen it's great to have those those services in place for those that need it well and what I think about too is now you have uh well I'm assuming you're reasonably like you're probably only 16 years older than 17 right Mm -hmm. I don't even know I can't even do math that well at all it was just so (laughs) embarrassing but now you have like you know like a friend almost or something like some like someone that's old enough but close to your age I don't know that's what I would be excited for yeah I think it's nice now that she's kind of growing into a young woman because we've grown out of that like me being 
just her mom and being like the disciplinarian and now we've kind of entered the more of the friend stage but then she still needs advice from me and stuff so it's nice just to how the relationship has grown and changed over the years it's been really nice that's amazing yeah sorry I love like I love learning about stuff like that I'm just like starting to go off on a tangent on that (laughs) um but okay so you're in so you're back in Vancouver and at this point did you have any like sort of like thought about what you wanted to do when you got older or I've kind of been the person where I never had a plan like I've I never thought I would have children I never really like I hadn't thought about university I just I was kind of just living for the moment and I think uh, when I became a mother obviously that changed things and I had someone else to be responsible for and so kind of got into that hustle mode I guess and so I ended up going to school for massage therapy um, and it was amazing I, I had a really successful spa there um, and it did really well and I met my husband there and this is in Vancouver right? yes yeah we met in Vancouver amazing so you opened your own spa mm-hmm. yeah wow mm-hmm. I worked at the Fairmont for a while there at their absolute spa um, but then they were very accommodating to me kind of having my own space too so uh, that was great. I shared it with a couple other practitioners, and uh, it was nice. It was nice to have my own kind of schedule, and that was kind of my first taste of entrepreneurial um, business. And it was it was an exciting time. Amazing, and you can't really go back once you've like had the taste, right? Right. It's, like it's very hard. true. Like <laughs> I I haven't worked for someone else, you know, for like twenty years almost now. So good for you. Yeah. Nice. Um, And so was your husband just visiting? Because you mentioned he's from Toronto, so... Oh my gosh. So he... Yeah, I guess he was visiting. So he he was in Vancouver um, working, and we met at the SkyTrain station, which is like the subway in Toronto, and hit it off, um, went on a date, and then I didn't hear from him for three months. (laughs) So, yeah. So it turns out he had actually had like a big car accident and had gone to Montreal... And then one day, he, like in the summertime, he showed up on my MSN Messenger. Do you remember I that? remember. Yeah. And we started chatting. And then we started talking on the phone. And we talked like every day that summer. And at the end of the summer, he said he was moving back to Vancouver for a job. And I was so excited. Oh, my God. Um, and then when he came back, he told me he didn't actually have a job. That he came back That was going to be my me. next question. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. Yeah. And, um, and it was... It was great. It was just meant to be. Meant to be, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then, and you had two other kids since, right? Right. So I had, um, so he met, so I have an, our other daughter, Jamie, is my middle daughter. And so he met Casey and Jamie like the day after Jamie's first birthday. Oh, okay. So like he's their papa through yeah. and through. And um, nice. yeah, and then I ended up closing the spa and we ended up moving out to Toronto really because I got pregnant um, and I couldn't be around all the essential oils and I oh, actually yeah. had a really bad car accident I'd been rear-ended and so I I oh, wasn't no. able to keep up the the number of massages I was doing every day so we ended up moving out to Toronto nice yeah and so then were you just like okay like new life new plan um, at this point did you have any idea what you wanted to do or well you- my husband had been starting to build his company which is like merchant processing it's very financial and I was very pregnant so I was helping him with that I was we were home in like our small two-bedroom apartment just like building up client lists and working with 
you know, a team in India, and uh, I was really just helping him build that and, you know, taking the kids to school and their activities because they were in kindergarten and that by then the older two. And um, then we were, we ended up being really um, comfortable financially, so we started looking at real estate investments. Mm. Yeah, so we started looking into real estate, and I really took an interest in that. Um, so I kind of took over that portfolio while he continued to build his company. And um, yeah, that's kind of the next step, I guess. But, you know, I think there was always a part of me that there was something missing and I wasn't quite sure what it was. So I ended up going back to school for journalism. And then I did my communications degree after and then a master's of fashion um, fashion at Ryerson where I focused on fashion philanthropy. And then I kind of knew like, okay, I've known what's been missing this whole oh. time. Um, so it was a very gradual kind of process. How did you pick fashion philanthropy and what exactly, like, I know what the two words are, but I'm just mm-hmm. wondering what they, in the program, what they even teach. Yeah, so I had actually gotten into Ryerson for their commun- communication culture program, but then I took one of my electives was in the fashion program, which I didn't even realize they had a master's of fashion at Ryerson. Um, and I just absolutely loved it. So I got to switch over into their program. So it's a very theoretical based program. Um, we had a I had a few kind of students in my class that did create full like design lines, um, but other people focused on like more business side of things and that. And I didn't really want to go in either of those directions. So I started researching the intersection of fashion philanthropy Mm. and just saw like, um, looked at like the history of it and how it's evolved and how these two seemingly very different worlds like worked together. So from there, that's how Humbleberry was born. Okay, and tell us what, that's amazing. And so tell us exactly what is Humbleberry. So Humbleberry is an online fundraising platform. It's a social enterprise that's designed to support Canadian-based charities and nonprofits. Basically, we bring together companies and causes and help them raise money by right now offering cool, unique contests. So we'll run experiences with cause ambassadors or through these amazing companies and um, we'll, we'll raise money for nonprofits. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, you're basically, you're, so you're a middle person. Yes. Yeah. We're kind of like a third party fundraiser in a way. Okay. Um, but we've only just launched in June. We're still such oh, a ba- newborn nice. baby project, but it's been going amazing. We've already completed, I think, five projects. Um, we're running one right now. And I'm really excited for kind of the next iteration of things coming up in 2020. Can you talk about that at all? Or I can, yes. Okay. Um, so right now we have a contest with House of Hyla um, that you can actually win 12 pairs of their shoes. Wow. Okay. I did not realize it was 12 pairs. Yes. So we're going to do a pair of shoes kind of every month for the year. But you get your first ones. You can wear them on New Year's Eve and like oh. really do it up special. And so. for those listening, sorry, I just want to tell them mm-hmm. House of Hyla is a Toronto-based shoe company known for their um, like color range in heels and sneakers as well, right? That's right. So they're monochromatic, so that it's the same color from top to heel to bottom, um, and it's sustainable. It's a vegan brand. Oh, that's right. Excellent. Yeah. 
Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, so we're all about working with companies that have some kind of a social impact built into their their brand. Um, so, of course, House of Hyla is a perfect example of that. And I'm, I'm such a patriot. I love being Canadian and buying Canadian products. So this was a great partnership. Um, and then in next year, we're excited because we're going to be delving into a little bit of more tactile projects that we're working on with an, with another brand so that will be a really exciting venture that we're going to be doing like a graphic design kind of competition contest for t-shirts oh yeah um and it's using <clears throat> organic cotton and it's going to be really really fun that's like literally perfect and I feel like your business has sort of started at the perfect time because you obviously I'm sure know better than anyone like all of that is such on a rise and and I don't know how to even word what I'm trying to say but it's almost as if you don't know like other than starting a business and selling your own stuff like I feel like there are going to be more ways that you can still get your your stuff and your creations out there via a company like Humbleberry like with a competition but then it's a lot of work and confusing to create those things it so is I think to... there's great collaborations taking place right now um, I mean we see them all the time across the board so kind of working together I think is that new you know what what companies are looking to do more and more and it, it's good because I think there's room in the marketplace for everyone and and so coming together and you know build bringing two brands together and both of their communities together just makes everyone better mm-hmm. so, yeah um, okay, and can you just break it down for us in like Lehman's terms? Okay. For, um, so, and we can hopefully use the House of Hyla uh, example because you've just talked about that. So you have uh, 12 pairs of shoes mm-hmm. that you are giving away to one person or? Yes. Okay. And the p- these people have to like, I'm sure, enter this competition. Mm-hmm. And how do they do that? So they can just visit our website, humbleberry.ca, um, click on the House of Hyla one that's open right now, and basically you make a donation. You make a donation, um, the donations are going to go, we're doing it a little different this time, they're going to go to um, the charity of the winner's choice. Oh. So yeah, so you make a donation, you're entered into the, the contest, and then at the end we will give all those donations to the specific charity and someone will walk away in 12 amazing pairs of shoes and is it all the heels or is it a mix of some of the sneakers and some of the we're heels? gonna do some of the sneakers too nice. um yeah so whatever whatever colors they have available um the winner will get to choose and amazing uh, we'll find them their perfect fit and then we will deliver the shoes that's amazing okay so um it is ba- uh, more straightforward than i was imagining which mm-hmm. is great so and how are you like finding are you sort of like making lists of brands that you want to work with yeah so we have a we have a bit of a criteria for companies that we want to work with they they have to have um an element of social corporate responsibility built in and we're working with canadian brands right now um so because we're so new we're still reaching out to most companies to see if they're interested in collaborating with us um, we've also had some interest, some from companies that unfortunately just don't meet the mandate that that we want to be mm. able to promote. Because as well as raising money for nonprofits, we are essentially 
doing promotion for these companies and getting getting their brand out there more. So we want to make sure it's one that we would actually use and, and buy. Um, so that's a great thing. And then on the other side, we're also partnered with a bunch of different charities in Canada. So we've had the opportunity to work with some great ones and we hope to work with more in the nice. future. Yeah. That's awesome. And so this uh, is this your first sort of dabble into fashion with like the Ryerson program and then this... It is, yeah. So um, I had worked as a consultant, a fashion consultant, um, during when we had Toronto Men's and Women's Fashion Week. Oh yes, yeah. So Confusing I was, times. I was with them right from season one. Nice. Um, and then you know everything just kind of happens for a reason. So when that ended up ending. Um, that was kind of, I took a step back, I took some time for family, and then kind of worked on Humbleberry and, and, and took like a year or so to to really get the business plan how I wanted it before we launched. Nice. Yeah. What were you doing for, um, like in terms of con- uh, consulting for Toronto Men's and Toronto Women's, um, what were you helping them with? Um, so I helped them with the um, EMDA Awards. So we, I started that what up are with those? them. So it was the Emerging Menswear Designer Awards oh, that we had. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. so I was a judge for the first one of that and kind of helped the first one take its form and just looked at the d- different elements of it, of what should we be including for the criteria and kind of the rollout of the project. Um, I also helped with the Dinner on the Runway series that we did. Um, and just really anything creative that they needed input to see how it would be best suited for the consumer experience as well as the media and buyers. So kind of taking those three um, onlookers and seeing what best way to work with them to make it the best experience possible for them. That's so interesting. I remember all of those events too, like hearing about it, mm-hmm. them and whatnot. So yeah, it sounds like that's a really hard skill. Like I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. So like, did you learn about any of that in, at Ryerson or does it come more naturally to you? Like, I think that's really, imp- it's so, it's like the most important. And it's like, I think what a lot of events lack. Yeah, I think it was a combination of the two. Just, it's a lot of research to do first. And I love to read. I love to write and research is really one of my, one of my strong suits. So, and then just that ability to have productive brainstorming sessions and kind of roundtable talks with the different um, players and seeing what they need and the ways that we could manifest that physically into something that would that would work so I think it's really a combination of both okay nice um <clears throat> and so are you 100% in Humbleberry now do you do any other sort of like fashion consulting anywhere or? I'm not doing any more consulting right now I mean um I'm, I'm really working on Humbleberry for the time being. I still run our, our investment portfolio, and I sponsor some fashion events. So oh, nice. I really enjoy doing that. Excellent. Which ones? So I sponsor WOW last summer. Yes, I um, And then I also work with the Toronto Fashion Academy. Every summer they have a program for youth that they get to come in and do workshops. So it's a great program that I've done a few years in a row now, and it's it's amazing. Nice. And do you sponsor on uh, from Humbleberry or? I'm um, usually under my personal name. Okay. Um, just because that's kind of just a, a passion of mine. I, I love the Canadian fashion industry, so I try to support it as much as I can. Nice. Um, and I think there's some incredible talent out there and events happening that don't always get the big corporate sponsorships. Um, mm-hmm. So 
And I mean, obviously, I, I'm not able to give, like, what a big brand like could. But, but what something. I can, yeah, I, I like to see it going towards a, a good project. Nice. Yeah. And wow was an amazing, like wow was wow. I loved it. Um, I thought when Carl first told me about it, I was like, that is amazing. Like everyone loves yachts. Like why is this only happening now? But he yes. has some amazing ideas. So yeah, I he's one wait. to watch for sure. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he, uh, does in the future. And he's so young. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Um, and I wanted to ask you another thing. Oh, so like where do you see Humbleberry expanding at all into maybe doing other sorts of things and, and just like, I guess, tell me about it if you can. Yes, of course. So, um, the contests are definitely the first iteration of what I envision Humbleberry being overall, but, um, we will kind of work on developing more products and a fashion line to support our work um there'll always be a charitable component i think that if you're starting a business you should not start one without that it should just be a natural thing to do kind of not a secondary accessory in any way i think it's kind of expected by today's consumer as well yes consumers were getting way more informed we're we're making more conscious decisions with our purchases and i think that's a great thing i think it it makes brands really step up their game a little bit more and um, as much as we can protect this environment and everyone that is here then why not right yeah so we'll be working on that Um, we'll be doing some other collaborations and I really want to see about focusing on just getting more attention to um, the third sector here in Canada we have such amazing nonprofits and charities that do such great work and I don't think they often get as much recognition or um, a platform for awareness of what they're doing so that's a kind of media component that I'm hoping to build out but um, you know we're a very small team there's just me and two others right now and so we're just going to keep going slow and steady nice excellent um so in your journey, I guess I should say, um, have you sort of done anything else? At, like, I know you worked with, do you, and do you have any, like, I guess the Toronto, like Toronto men's is like folded and I guess Toronto women's technically is too. And now it's just Toronto fashion, which in my opinion, I think should be the case. We're like the only city that did it separately. I don't know why. Um, especially with like everything being sort of like gender, uh, you know, unified now too. I think it's like better that that's happened. Um, but yeah, have you ever, have you done any other dabbling in any other fashion, um, related areas? Um, no, I think those two kind of institutions were the only ones that I was really working in. I volunteered for, um, Fashion Group International. I sat on their board and helped them do their um, yearly programming, which I think is an incredible nonprofit organization in Toronto, like for Toronto's chapter. Um, so FGI really was important to me just for, for a way to give back. And thankfully, out of that, I made incredible friends from the board members that I sat on and um I, I've been a member of three years there so I feel like I would have met you at some point then we just didn't realize yeah probably that's <laughs> the thing right is that you you kind of I don't think people realize that the industry can be pretty small in yeah. Toronto and so you you start to see the same people but then even in that it can go years by to like network around a room to get to someone who's also been networking around the room right it's true so, yeah, it's fun just to, to meet new people. 
in that way. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you did talk about like, oh, what's like, what are some of your maybe top three brands that you would like to work with? If you can disclose this information, like dream brands. I don't know. There, there's so many Heather. I really don't think right now I could narrow it down to three. Um, we are in talks with some others right now for our 2020 contests and stuff. I'm really excited. Um, I secretly do wish that I could enter the contest, but obviously (laughs) I'm, I'm not allowed, but, um, yeah, that's the thing is that I get to work with brands that I would buy, like I have bought or will buy their, their offerings. So that's, it's really exciting to see and, um, just hear about their stories and what they're they're doing and just give them a, another place that they can express their their lines so. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what drew you to house of hyla um well i just loved the concept i thought it was timely it's fashionable it's canadian um it's also run by someone who looks like me which we don't often see and obviously people listening can't see what I look like but I'm mixed <laughs> but you will see our photos on our oh, Instagram yes, yes, you will. <laughs> um so yeah so all kind of all those components together and I just I just really wanted to to work with them and I had I had had their shoes for years before we got this going and I bugged George for a long time to do this collaboration with us and I definitely will say that my persistence paid off because here we are doing this incredible collaboration and I'm really excited to be um be in a position to help promote their brand and and spread awareness about them because it's it's a great thing that they're doing nice yeah I'm such a fan too and George is awesome and I recently met um his significant other I don't know if they're married or not but um she's I don't know what her, his person, um, but she's uh, she's so sweet, and I and her name's Hyla, and I was like, mm-hmm. stop this now. Of course, it obviously makes. I, I just assumed like I really didn't know why he had named it that, and then I'm like, oh my god, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recently saw them both at um, the Badashi Museum for the. Do you know uh, about um, the Six Academy? They did. Yeah, so they did the collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I, I saw George there and I met his significant other. And so Becky, the the woman that sort of ran that, was mm-hmm. also on my podcast too. Oh, amazing. And that might, might be like a good, I know they're more educational, so I don't really know how that could work, but it might be like a good opportunity for like a good sort of connection for you to possibly work with someone in the future. Maybe who knows? Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you about, so I know we talked about House of Hyla, but I always ask everybody about their sneakers that they bring here, uh, and just like, why do you love them? Why did you bring them? Well, I brought mine because, well, first of all, they're just so awesome. Like, they just look amazing. You see them, and it's just kind of that wow factor, but really, it was the first pair of vegan shoes that I ever bought, Mm. and I think, for me, kind of learning over the years, like my diets become more plant-based and now my closet's kind of turning the same way and I'm always reading and looking into different brands that are doing stuff that's sustainable and looking for other materials that we can use um, away from animals and I really just loved the idea of a shoe that met all those that had all those qualities and also was just beautiful um, that they I 
it's really interesting because you would think, oh my gosh, that's such a simple concept. Let's make the shoe Honestly. the entire same color. Yeah. Right? And then they did it and they but uh, yeah i can't outside of house of hyla i don't know any other brand that has done that (laughs) me either um and i think it's just it's a beautiful look like it's sleek and fun and they're comfortable um so yeah that's why i bought the brought those shoes but it was it's tough it's tough just to pick one oh my gosh what was what were was your second and third pick if you couldn't bring the ones you brought oh my gosh um i have these I have some really cool Kobe's that I probably would have wanted to bring. Um, or like my first pair of threes that I got. I don't know. There's so many. And, you know, shoes and clothes in general, like they carry so many stories, right? So exactly. that's the thing is that they're not just an insignificant object. They're really these memory holders that have great stories embedded in them and that was that's fun. I really like the concept for that that you have. Oh, thank you it's so great much. To share, yeah, I love hearing about you know the journey of someone's shoes and the cool things that they've done in it and the significance that it means to them. Totally. Like, there's I even talked to some people too that like they ha- they still have sneakers that are like totally unwearable. They're absolutely destroyed because they've had them for so long. But they're like, I just won't get rid of them. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I get it. Um, okay, and what's what's one piece of advice um, for somebody that w- w- is walking a similar path to yours or just has maybe, is going through something that you've already gone through in your life? What's like something that you would tell them? Um, stay consistent. I think a lot of people are don't want to kind of push themselves outside of their comfort zone to try something new and once they do and they're like oh my gosh I can't do this like it's too much work just take it a day at a time just stay consistent nothing's built overnight it's always going to take you longer than you anticipate and that's okay there's no rush just to stay consistent stay disciplined Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, For everybody, sorry, for everybody listening, um, you guys can follow Kyla and her brand on Instagram at BeHumbleBerry. So it's at B-E and then Humble and then Berry. Oh, actually, before we go, I wanted to ask you, how did you come up with that name? Um, Well, it took a long time. I think I just really liked the idea of staying humble to yourself I think that's important we're all special in our own way and I just wanted something fun and true to the brand and I thought that that really expressed it well excellent um okay yeah so uh follow her guys at uh be humbleberry and then of course you can follow the podcast at coming up in my sneakers and if you guys are listening on apple podcasts if you could give this podcast a five-star review only if you like it no pressure um that would be excellent i would really appreciate it and otherwise have a great week and don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers